This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. And right now, if you're thinking, hmm, that doesn't sound like <laughs> Kelly saying what's up, y'all, that's because this is Amy, Amy Brown, Radio Amy from the Bobby Bone Show. I have like multiple names where people may not even recognize me, or you're like, who is this girl on Kelly's podcast? But so I, I'm a good friend of Kelly's, and she was sharing with me that she was getting some questions about what she does. And I'm like, you know what? Good question. We do need to address like Kelly has her hands in a lot of different things. And so I thought I would do a takeover and kind of interview Kelly for a second. So that way she has a place to, you know, put this and it can live on the podcast somewhere if people are ever curious. And then, you know, if you're here right now and you're wanting to get to know a little bit about Kelly, then we can do that. So I know just from being Kelly's friend that she is one hard working woman and it's really impressive. Yes. And I love that about her. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that at the top of her little resume <laughs> list. <laughs> Kelly, why don't you say hi? To yeah, I am here. I'm going to well. let Kelly say hi to her listeners because this is her <laughs> podcast. But again, I definitely hijacked it. Well, I love that you did because I think the hardest thing for me is talking about myself. I never, I can't do it. It's like I have a barrier, which of is some sort. Me being your friend, I knew that about you. So yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm like, just going to have to do a takeover. And so we're switching I roles. I appreciate it. So Kelly's in the little interview chair. Yeah. And of course, yeah, she doesn't like talking about herself too much. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you're hearing from a lot of people like, okay, I see you doing all these things. So what exactly do you do? I honestly think it's really confusing because it's like one day I'll be posting that I'm traveling with Dirks and I'm doing hair and makeup. And then another day I'm like dressing Bobby. And then another day I'm doing a podcast and I'm literally maybe the most ADD person. I don't know. But I think it's people are like, wait, so what do you do for a living? And I have a blog, you know, all that stuff. Okay. So let's go with like where it started when like... Kelly decided she was going to, you know, have a career, do something with her life. Where did that start with you? Um, Well, okay. I went to LSU because I'm from Louisiana. So I have a PR degree. And Mm -hmm. so when I moved to Nashville, I was like, this will be my job. I'll do PR. I'll do it in the music industry. I'll love it. And then I started to try to find a job and I got a job and I hated it. So that sucked. (laughs) Um, But in the process of that, I was able to kind of experience more of Nashville and I met another makeup artist and she was like, would you be interested in doing this? And yeah, I was like, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved makeup, red carpet stuff. When I was younger, was like, I didn't even care about the award show. I just wanted to watch the red carpet, see what everyone's wearing, what they looked like. So it was super enticing to me and I just started working for her. Okay. So that falls into like one of the first things, well, besides awesome, hardworking woman, that's what I put at the top of your resume. And then I definitely, (laughs) your next thing that I, I know is like what you work really hard at is hair and makeup. And so just to give people an idea of, 
yeah, once you fell into that hair and makeup after PR didn't really work out, I mean, she's got some amazing clients. Dirks Bentley being your, your main, well, like you, he's like your main squeeze. You've been with yeah. Dirks how many years? I mean, probably nine at this point. Okay. Yeah. So they're basically like family. And then Jason Aldean, yep. and you've worked with him and then you obviously work with uh, Bobby and then me. Right. Like, I definitely need <laughs> Kelly's help. Oh my gosh. Like I can't like just even getting dressed on a Tuesday. Sometimes I'm texting Kelly, like, <laughs> does this match? Um, so you've done my hair, my makeup, you've done my, Oh, I, I used to work for CMT on a thing. And we had like a 10 week run where Kelly did my makeup once a week. It was so fun because it was like, I got to see my friend every week, but Kit Moore, Lanco, and then you're scattered about doing all kinds of video shoots all the time. And maybe they're not staple clients, but I know you've worked with Luke Bryan and Mm -hmm. Sam Hunt and Kelsey Ballerini and like, you're definitely in that doing the hair and makeup stuff. And then styling wise, I will say as a stylist, Anytime Kelly has dressed Bobby, he's made like some sort of a best dress list. (laughs) And then I always feel so confident when Kelly's styling me, which she does for most of our iHeart events. And then, like I said, on a random Tuesday (laughs) when I can't get dressed. That's really weird. I think that's what confuses people is because you don't usually see a person who does hair and makeup and then also does styling. Like that's so weird Mm -hmm. in, in my world. So I I call myself a stylist sometimes, like in quotes, Okay. (laughs) like, because I love it. And it's such a pat, it's like my passion project, I guess. Sometimes I like to take those on. I don't do it with a lot of clients just because it's way too much work to do all three of them. But every now and again, it's like really fun for me with certain clients like you and Bobby, who I work really well with. And we just have like a natural flow to do all three, which I'm so grateful that you are a sometime stylist because <laughs> you are so good at it. And I mean, I get that. Trust me. I, if you're listening right now, I mean, I would never have a stylist if I didn't have certain work events where I needed to like be on my a game because it just seems like, you know, such a thing out there. Cause I mean, let's be honest, like Dirks and Jason, those are like the real celebrities. <laughs> like I'm just at the events there's that maybe levels. I'm like working, there's different levels. <laughs> I'm like working the events that these people are at, but I still gotta look good. Cause Bobby and I sometimes say, you know, you got to look good to feel good. And we feel good. You work good and you work good. You get more work. It's so, so true. It's, there you go. Yes. So you're like, yeah, but you know, if you're listening, you're like, oh, well, you know, that's cool that Kelly can style these people. But on Kelly's blog, which is the next thing I would put on your little list of things yeah. that you do, not little, but on your <laughs> list of things that you do is you have all kinds of style inspiration. You can shop Kelly's Instagram. You can... Um, you know, you have a, your wish list page or what do you call it? It's called, yeah, it's my wish list. It's like basically things that I'm drooling over or that I always will end up just finding on websites. And I just add them to that page because I'm like, if I like it, other people probably will too. Yeah. So her blog is definitely a place where you can basically get Kelly's styling tips at your fingertips. You just type in velvetsedge.com and boom, you're there. So you don't want to talk about do you want to just touch on the blog for a second? Yeah, it's well, first of all, it's velvetsedge.com. Just a little plug there. <laughs> um, but I think that started as a hobby because, you know, all the free time I have, I love to just add more things. But at the time I, it, in my life, it was something I wanted to kind of in, get inspired creatively and just add something because you can kind of get a little monotonous in your day-to-day life. And when you're creative, you have to constantly challenge yourself to keep growing. So that's what Velvet's Edge started as for me. And now it's turned into another business, which has been amazing and so fun. But 
I do like to keep up with like the trends and what's going on and how to style different things. I do makeup tips too. And then just stuff that's like happening in my life. Like if I'm traveling, I'll talk about that, how I'm learning how to eat better. Just, it's kind of more just like a lifestyle thing or it's become that Some now. self-care. Self-care. Some, yeah. I feel like I'm reading. I mean, it can be I go whatever. to it for gift ideas. Gift ideas. Yeah. You definitely are good at sharing ideas of like when you're stuck, like trying to shop for a friend or maybe your mom or your dad or somebody yeah. in your life. Like Kelly's good about that. So I would say the blog is, it's a good place to, to get inspo. Yeah. And also links right there. Like you can click it and it'll take you to where you can go buy it. And Kelly's done all the legwork. So right. the blog is huge. Easy. And then I think it's cool that the blog, um, rolled into the podcast. Yeah. Like, that's they what work together, which is awesome. Yeah. And so that's the next thing on your resume. <laughs> that's the next thing on my list. So yeah, Bobby, who we've talked about Bobby Bones, he started this podcast network in Nashville and because of the blog reached out to me and was just like, would you be interested in doing this? Which was super intimidating to me at first because obviously like you have radio experience, you know? So yeah, but uh, trust me how I get paid to talk. I don't know. I mean, I've already messed up like five times talking on this podcast. So there's no messing up on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so it, it was super intimidating and I just was like, I'm just going to try it though. What do I have to lose at this point? You know? And now I love it. It just basically feels like I'm just recording myself talking to my friends. Yeah. Like, literally, we're sitting in Amy's kitchen right now just talking. Yeah. About myself, which is awkward, but... But I'm making her do it. She's like... This is a very big... Holding her hostage in my yeah. kitchen. Like, you're just gonna... People are asking about you, so you need to give your people what they want. Um, and then, I think, obviously, what came after the podcast... When did the podcast start? Like, I guess I mean, they, they kind of started around the same, same time. time. Yeah. You're talking about the next thing I'm about yeah. to get to, which now it's so bizarre because Kelly is a reality TV star. Oh my God. I never thought that that day was. Yes. Come. She's on the E Network on yeah. Barry Cavallari yeah. with Kristen Cavallari from the Hills or Laguna Beach has how people got to know Kristen. Yeah. And then since then she's like gone on to, you know, have her own shoe line. And now she has her own brand, Uncommon James and, you know, is a mom and does all cookbooks and book like, yeah, she's kind of doing she it all. Everything. And then you're friends with her. <laughs> Shocker. You're friends with another woman that's like doing it all. Uh, but, um, so talk us through how that came about. Oh my God. Well, people always say like, Oh, so how did Kristen ask you if you wanted to be on the show? And I'm like, she didn't ask me. Like she literally told me, Hey, E really wants me to have a friend on the show. So we start filming in February. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Guess I'm doing this. I guess um, I'm the friend. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm the friend, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a similar thing to the podcast. I had no idea what to expect. I never thought I'd be adding reality person to my, a reality TV person to my resume, but it was really fun. I think the first season is always kind of awkward because you don't know. I mean, it's not normal to be sitting there having a conversation with your friend with like three cameras in your face. It's yeah. kind of weird. And your mom's going to be watching. And my mom's going to be watching. So when I talk about sex, it's like awkward. <laughs> and then she'll listen to this and I'll feel the same way. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it took a little bit of adjusting, but now, I mean, you do, it's weird what they say is true that you kind of forget the cameras are there and you get more comfortable with it. And I could even tell as the season went on, like I was just getting way more, my, becoming way more myself in front of the cameras. And 
I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Okay. But, yes, yeah. that is TBD too. So much in the reality world is like, yeah. we don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast. So it's right. hard to dive into the exact details, but definitely, um, yeah, reality star is on the resume it's officially. No turning resume. back. No. Like, are you going to have a IMDb page? Because now know. you're on TV. Like, weird stuff has been happening now. Like, I got a couple articles sent to me that people wrote and they like, New, it was like bios of me and it was just all this stuff about like my mom and and literally it felt like they had just internet searched every single thing they could about me and put it into a bio and I was like it was just a I've never been on that side of it you know yeah. I'm used to seeing my clients deal with that but it was really bizarre well speaking of bios and people researching you and kind of digging deep like yeah. let's do that a little bit on here for some of your listeners okay. like you mentioned that you went to LSU and you're from mm-hmm. Louisiana and then you moved to Nashville for PR but okay but but why Nashville right that's a good one see that transition was very professional that was your radio experience <laughs> um okay so why Nashville when I was at LSU I did an internship for a publicist up here named Shotzi Hageman at Hot Shots PR. It was like... Shout out Shotzi. Shout out Shotzi. I don't even know where Shotzi is. I know. Is. Should you, we need to do that in our lives. Like, where are they now? Where are like, they now? Like, people that significantly changed totally. our lives. Yeah. I mean, because she, at that point, she had country artists like Waylon Jennings and Trace Atkins. And, I mean, it was back in, like, the heyday of those kind of guys. And I was... I came here, and I just fell in love with the city. Like, I loved it. For me, it's good because it's still a southern town, so it has a lot of the same feels as home for me, but it has a lot more going on, like entertainment industry, music industry, which I love, so I was pretty sold immediately. that's how you got to Nashville, and then um, you you touched on having a bad PR experience, and then that got you into hair and makeup because your friend was like, hey, would you be interested in doing this? But then how do you land a client like Dirks? Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I had been doing hair and makeup for probably five or six years at this point. And basically how it works is when you do a video shoot, like the artist will have a hair and makeup artist and a stylist and then the talent, like the actors in the video, like the love interest or whatever, they'll have their own team too. So at that point I wasn't really working. I had worked like a dabbled with a couple artists, but nothing like consistent. You were like the love interest makeup artist? Yes. Sort of. So I was like the extras or the the actors in the videos makeup artist. Yeah. And so I just met Dirks and his manager Mary, who I've also done a podcast with, um, that day on set and he happened to be looking for a new groomer, which is what they call yeah, because guys don't uh, yeah. want to be like, oh, my hair makeup person. Like, oh, my it's God, my makeup artist, really? <laughs> way cooler for a guy to say, yeah, my groomer. Right. So, oh, yeah. We should say you and do hair, makeup, and grooming. Grooming, right. And I can talk through what that is in a second. But, yeah, so I met them, and we just, like, immediately clicked. And basically, I feel like they kind of took a chance on me because I was still really early on in my career at that point. But once I started, I did one job with him. It was kind of a smaller gig to kind of test it out. And then, like, we just clicked and everything went well like I have a really light hand and like I like a more natural look for guys which is very Dirks's vibe you know so um we started working together consistently and now I travel with him for any tv appearances he does and I mean I feel like I'm part of his family. Yeah, <laughs> no, you no, are. Literally. And like your jobs only from there probably got better, but I'm sure For you've sure. seen some like 
I'm sure you had some rough jobs before yeah. that. So, like, what, do you have an example of, like, a, one of the worst jobs you ever had to go on? Uh, or? I mean, I could probably talk about that in and of itself for a whole nother podcast. Like, people always say, like, what's the um, – have you had any, like, artist horror stories or, like, who's super difficult to work with? And I've been really lucky, I will say. I think country music people are typically just maybe a little nicer and more down to earth. Yeah. I did have a weird experience one time. Um, I worked with Jack White, who is like of the Raconteurs and the White Stripes, who I am super obsessed with and think is amazing. But he's a little quirky. He's some like he's a little eccentric. And so I got a call to work on a Raconteurs job, and I was freaking out because I'm a huge fan and was so excited to show up to set. So I get there. Like everyone has their different call times. Mine was the latest. So I got there last and I show up and the producer's like, okay, you'll set up over here. Um, Jack will be in and blah, 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 blah time. And here's your uniform. I was like, what do you mean my uniform? <laughs> she's like, yeah, here it is. And she just hands me this pile of, it was, you know, Dickies. Those like, yes, I don't even know what people wear those for. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, okay, yeah, like Dickies. there's Google navy it if you don't khaki color yeah. Dickies. Well, they were gray. Yes. They, they were gray. gray. Okay. And I had well, a, it was a top like prison a little solid. bit. Okay. It was a little bit like a prison uniform. Okay, so there was a top, um, a top and a bottom and then a black top hat. <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean my uniform? Like I'm so confused by this." And she said, "Yeah, like uh, they're shooting kind of the whole set we were shooting in like a recording studio and they were just shooting the whole thing as the video. So like, even when I would go in and do touch ups, it would be filmed. And Jack had a very specific aesthetic that he wanted for that. And he wanted us all to be dressed alike. So okay, <laughs> Dickies and a top hat were my uniform. Unfortunately for me, because I got there last of the day, all that was left was an extra large and I'm probably an extra small. Yeah. So I was like sagging. I had I looked like a thug with a top hat. <laughs> you had an oversized day. Dickies outfit. And yeah. you were finally getting to hang with Jack White, and you're like, and I'm "Hi!" Definitely look not looking the cutest. This so that was probably one of the most bizarre experiences. Yeah, okay. definitely bizarre, and definitely getting there last and having the extra large. I yeah. thought you were about to say like, I don't know, Jack White was just into that, you know. <laughs> And if you like his whole life, like anybody that encountered him, you need to be in your dickies and your top yeah, hat. Yeah, if you want to talk to Jack White, make sure to put on your top hat first. Yes. <laughs> um, so, have you ever met someone? I mean, obviously, you're a fan of Jack White. And yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm sure he probably thought you're. I don't even know Jack White's situation. So I don't <laughs> Where even, are you going with I this? don't I'm know. I'm so curious. I'm like picturing you on set, like being like totally a big fan. Like, oh, obviously, you know how to out. be professional and yes. keep your cool and you're not going to geek yeah. out. But has there, and you don't have to name names, but has there ever been a time where you have totally been like internally, and again, you're professional. Oh, so you're I'm going to name names because the stories would be dumb if I did. Okay. <laughs> but so, well, I will say this, like, because I get to travel with Dirk so much, like we do the coolest stuff and the Grammys is mm-hmm. literally mind blowing. Like you go in and if you're backstage, I mean, it's like for me as a music fan, it is I can't even process all the people that I love being in one space at one time. So the very first year that I got to go with him, um, his stylist and I sat outside the dressing room and it would literally be like Rihanna, Lady Gaga, like 
I mean, anybody, LL Cool J, anybody that you could possibly think of, Bruno Mars, they would just walk by. And so that was like the moment where I'm just like sitting on a chair trying not to fall off. Yeah. And Beyonce walked by. <laughs> oh, great. Queen B. Queen B with Jay-Z. Oh, and no. I've always said Kelly like, cannot probably keep her cool about Beyonce. Oh my God. I mean, you would think, I literally felt like my insides were going to explode out and I don't know, or like I was going to keel over, but I didn't, I kept it cool. And I actually always say like, I never actually want to meet her cause I need her to stay on my like pedestal that I have her on forever. Yeah. She can't be a normal human being, but yeah, that was probably of the first year I ever got to go to the Grammys was probably the most starstruck I think I've ever been in my life. It was insane. Have you ever ended up dating anybody on the job? Because <laughs> you are so close to them. Like you're like doing makeup. You're right. like, you know, getting into the intimate details. Oh my God. Like, can I plead the fifth? Oh. <laughs> well, you just well, said if I, I didn't gonna... name names, then it would oh, be good. I'm just kidding. I mean, who? I, yeah. Oh I'm just kidding. You don't have to name names. I've never dated Dirks or any of my current clients. Yes. How about I say that? That's good. Okay. Yes. Definitely haven't. So not Dirks, Jason. I um, think my face is like really red right now. <laughs> of your current clients maybe but oh, maybe um, shoot for like a second Hot but time. so dating wise I yeah. know that you get a lot of questions about yeah. that too so however and again a podcast kind of lives for everyone this one right. is like getting to know Kelly sort of so you could be listening to this and you know, Kelly and I were joking. We were like, you know, they could be listening to this and you're dating, you know. And I'm married by then. Somebody else. Or <laughs> yeah. They could be listening to this and you're married and pregnant. Right. Like, so um, I guess keep up on my socials would be the easy way to say that. But I do think like that's something very cavalier has opened up in my life is mm-hmm. talking about my personal life, which was not something I did publicly before. And then I went on the first season and basically my whole storyline was this guy I was dating from Canada. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this will come out after the show's over. That didn't work out. (laughs) But so we're not dating anymore. He's a great guy. He's just a little young for me. And the Canada thing was like kind of a barrier. Um, Like distance wise traveling. Well, yeah. I mean, you need a passport. I mean, right. Like long distance is hard enough. Yeah. You need a passport. It's a different country. Like you have to go through customs. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm currently like pimping him out to all the Canadian chicks. Like he's such a good guy and he's hot. Like why wouldn't you go for it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm single is the long, that's the long way to say that. So really she's either single when you're listening to this or she's married and pregnant. Right. We don't know yet. (laughs) Check out velvetsedge.com for the answer. (laughs) And on Instagram, um, which is at velvet's edge. I feel like it's definitely good to follow Kelly on Instagram to know. I love your Insta stories. I feel like Kelly's really good at that. And if you aren't following on Instagram and you start following her and then you hear her say, I'm getting a lot of messages about this. <laughs> Just know she's being sarcastic. I mean, she really is I getting, a lot, getting a lot of like, messages. She legit but... is, but she's also putting emphasis on it because it's so, we all find it a little annoying. And sometimes when people are I like, mean, we feel like sometimes people make that up. Like, right. Like, I mean, there's so many bloggers out there and I swear they'll say something that I'm like, there's no way you're getting messages about this or they'll, they'll want to talk about a certain item. And so they'll present it as, oh my God, you guys, I'm getting all these messages. And I'm like, are you, <laughs> did you really show us screenshot it? Right. I sometimes want proof, <laughs> proof, proof, proof it happened. <laughs> yeah. So now you know one of Kelly's pet peeves. Yeah. Is, but then I do um, it. And then I catch no, 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 myself. No, no I really are getting the messages. I, am, I only say it when I am getting the messages, but then I catch myself and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> 
such a hypocrite. I'm such a hypocrite. So now yeah. you know pet peeve, but she also does it. I actually so even fine. have a notepad that I have on velvetsedge.com. This is another little shameless plug really fast, but it says I'm getting a lot of messages and it's a cute little notepad, but it's funny. Yeah. No, it really is funny. I like it. I even <laughs> poke fun her on Instagram whenever yeah. I've gotten probably zero messages about something. <laughs> and I'm like, like my friend Kelly would say, yeah. I'm getting a lot of messages about, you know, these sunglasses or whatever. Well, I feel like after, or I hope after listening to this, you guys feel like you've learned a little bit about more about Kelly. Yeah. I just and... needed somewhere for this to live. Cause I feel like with very cavalry and just the more velvet edge grows, I'm getting all the, I'm getting a lot of messages yeah. about certain things. Like what do I do for a living? So now I'm just going to direct people back to this podcast. Yes. Amy, thanks. You're I would have welcome. never been able to do no, that. No, for Kelly to God. sit and talk about herself for 20 minutes. Could you imagine me like monologuing for 20 minutes? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Kelly. <laughs> born and raised in. <sighs> oh, we're exactly where we're born. <laughs> no, Let's do that. I know Louisiana. I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette. Lived there till I was eight. And then moved to Baton Rouge until through college. Mm-hmm. Which Tigers. is why Kelly has that cute accent. It's a mixed bag of accents, though, I feel like. People always say I sound like a Southern Valley girl. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Or that I'm high, which is not true <laughs> most of the time. Maybe. <laughs> JK, JK. Um, okay, well, I guess that will conclude my takeover of Kelly's podcast. How do you normally sign out? I don't know. Oh, I usually say where to go follow people. So well, you already said that. But people- oh, so follow me, follow me. I was going to say. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> At Radio Amy. Yes, um, you should get it out there. Because Kelly has a blue check mark and I don't. And, um, which is crazy. So oh if you're God. listening to this and you know how to get, get blue check marks. Yeah, like then, Instagram, um, get your shit together is what yeah. we should really say about I that. I need a blue check mark for Radio Amy. Shop a spa and the shop forward. We're all the people that are looking for blue check marks. That like <laughs> our friend Mary, she like literally spent all day yesterday researching to how to blue them. check mark. You got to know a person. I know, but it's so crazy how they divvy them out because I go to some people's pages and I'm like, wait, how do they have right, a blue check mark? You're on the radio every day. Yeah. Also, we should mention we did do a podcast together on the Velvet's Edge podcast and talked about how you're such a cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cool mom. I adopted two kids from Haiti and I, they're older and I've never been a mom before. And now I've been a mom for eight months and you're killing the game. So I'm sort of cool, kind of trendy. Thanks to Kelly and figuring out the mom game, like one day at a time, faking it till you make it. That's what we're all doing. Isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, okay. Well then we'll just yeah, at Velvet's Edge on Instagram. At Radio, at Radio Amy. on Instagram. And I mean, I'm sure I'll be back on here one day or another. I would like to say um, to go, if you know, you're know you just checking this out for some random reason, you've stumbled across it, then go check out all of Kelly's other podcasts. Like if you've got a road trip loaded, you know, going here or there, just load up all her podcasts and listen to them in a row because they're quick and easy. And she even does little mini episodes Mm -hmm. that are really helpful. Like everything from decorating your house to Botox. So yeah, yeah. All over the map, all over the map, which is what I love about Velvet's Edge. So high five, Kelly, you did it. Okay. Over now. Thanks for listening. Peace out.